Welcome to Prajna Sparks Meditation Interlude, where Zopa guides a meditation to help us dive deeper into the practice and our own experience of these topics that we're exploring. Every episode of Prajna Sparks takes hours to plan, record, and edit. If you have not done so, we ask that you give us some time today to subs- If you have not done so, we ask that you give us some time today to subscribe and review our podcast. Alongside your own practice, this is the best possible offering as it helps the Dharma reach new listeners. Please join us again on the next full moon for our new please join us on the full moon for our next full episode. Shivni is our Tibetan singing bowl artist. We can't thank you enough for taking the time to like, follow, share, and review Prajna Sparks. It really does mean a lot to us. If you have any questions, contact us via email, Instagram, or Facebook. Check the episode notes for those links and for more resources on today's topic. Visit us on the web at prajnafire.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Prajna Sparks. Thank you for listening. May all beings benefit. Hello, friends and wondrous Dharma seekers. As we continue our explorations of the Paramitas, Lama Yeshe and I felt it important here at the midway point, where we've covered three of the Paramitas and have three yet to go, to take an episode to delve experientially into the motivation that drives one to incorporate these magnificent practices of the transcendent perfections. Namely, the Mahayana motivation of bodhicitta. This motivation is known as the noblest of all motivations. So this is a really good place for us to start. Why is this motivation most noble? Is that just advertising or perhaps sectarianism, calling it the noblest motivation? For this episode, we're going to delve into this question and other and other aspects that it may evoke for us. We're going to do so experientially in analytical meditation. To start with, the point of this practice is primarily to clarify for ourselves 
any such doubts we might have about it being advertising, words without any substance behind them, bias or sectarianism, and so forth. Or perhaps just not understanding why it's called the noblest motivation. And not only to clarify that for ourselves, but also to give rise inwardly to enthusiasm for it in an organic, natural way to help us stoke up our appreciation and yearning for this motivation of bodhicitta, which drives the practice of the paramitas and of all the Mahayana path. Since this is a practice interlude, we will begin simply by grounding, taking our seats, really inhabiting our posture, feeling the energetic flow. So let's just take a few moments now to arrive here in our body, in our energy, in this present moment, whether we're sitting, standing, driving, going, whatever it may be, just take a moment to really tune into your posture, how it feels to come into awareness of this present moment and all of the energies and thoughts or emotions that might be swirling concerns about your day. And in recognizing them, allow them to be there, but also allow them to fade a little bit as you hone in on your present moment experience, what it feels like to be alive here and now. Having arrived, let's take a few minutes to settle into calm, clear, one-pointedness through shamatha, tranquility meditation. We can do this by taking the breath as our focal object of our meditation, or we can use whatever meditation object feels appropriate to us at this point in time, at this day. The point here is to use the breath or other focal object to rest one pointedly, using it as a touchstone or an anchor for mind's awareness, such that mind rests lightly on it, continuing to be aware of it, and allows some of the sediment of thought, of busyness, of agitation, distraction, or dullness to settle naturally simply by cultivating this calm, clear awareness of the meditation object. Whenever you notice yourself just becoming distracted, simply 
simply honor that, pay attention to it, and return your awareness to the one-pointed resting on the focal object without judgment, with kindness towards yourself. Let's practice like that for a couple of minutes. One and a half or two minute break here. Now we will turn to the guided meditation. As I lead us through this, if there is any experience of clarity or certainty, please pause the recording and rest one pointedly until that naturally subsides and then return back to the analytical meditation. In the state of easeful, attentive awareness, turn your focus now to the bodhicitta of aspiration. This wish, and in, this wish and intention to attain perfect Buddhahood for the sake of all. In order to analyze for ourselves why this bodhicitta of aspiration, this aspirational bodhicitta, that yearns for Buddhahood for the sake of all beings is so noble. First, we need to understand how this bodhicitta of aspiration comes about. Seeing one's own suffering and one's own discontent, we also allow ourselves to open to the recognition of others' suffering and discontent. We allow our hearts to be pierced by the awareness of others' suffering, to feel fully that inclination, that wish to remove that suffering in others, to help them all out. And we also recognize the very limited capacity we have in our current condition to do so. We are so restricted in our capacity to help even just a little, much less to definitively end suffering. How poignant, how sharp this is when we allow in our caring and also the recognition of our current powerlessness in this regard. Allow yourself to sit here for just a few moments. As we sit in this poignancy, we can often feel the drive to help in any way we can 
to give food, shelter, protection, even kindness. Recognizing the immense worth of these and also recognizing that they are temporary. They don't protect others. They don't actually end up protecting others in a definitive way from suffering, in a way that lasts. So what does? What can protect others? Only fully realizing our true nature, the nature of things, the nature of mind. Only Buddhahood is capable of such a radical transformation that definitively, that definitively ends suffering. Thus, we can see that this Mahayana motivation of bodhicitta consists of a twofold focus. First, primarily, it is focused on the definitive benefit and protection of all beings. And second, the focus on Buddhahood as the only feasible way to actually accomplish that. With this brief background on bodhicitta percolating in our minds, perhaps bubbling up with all sorts of questions or curiosities or doubts, now we can ask, why is this bodhicitta the most noble of all motivations? First, analyze for yourself its focus. All beings with not a single one left out. If we help one being, say, if we save one being's life, that is generally recognized as noble. Wow, what a thing to do continuing the life of a being, allowing it to keep living, to keep striving for happiness. Here though, the scope of bodhicitta is, just not, is not just one or two beings, not just beings we know or love, but all beings everywhere with not a single one left out. There is no broader or more inclusive scope. Sit with that for a moment. The fact that bodhicitta encompasses all with none whatsoever, for any reason, left out.
30 seconds here. Now analyze its aim to, to definitively bring an end to suffering and establish genuine, lasting well-being and happiness, which is not subject to the fluctuations of conditions. If we give someone a life's worth of resources, if we provide someone with stability, <clears throat> if we provide someone with stability and conditions of happiness for a day or a year, how wonderful, how altruistic is that act? And yet, compared to this, to establish beings in lasting happiness that does not change into suffering of any sort. There is no aim more extensive, more true to the innermost heart wish of each and every one. This is why bodhicitta is the noblest of motivations. Turn this over in your mind for yourself. See if you agree. See if it rings true. What doubts or hesitations do you have? Rest one-pointedly in your experience. If this is clear, why it is the noblest of motivations, because its focus is all-inclusive and there is no greater aim, then rest one-pointedly in that clarity. If you feel a vivid enthusiasm for developing this bodhicitta, rest one-pointedly in that enthusiasm. If you have doubts, rest one-pointedly in your knowing that you have doubts. No one else has to tell you, you know. That also is clarity. If this analysis stirs more questions, wonderful. Make mental note of them. And then return to your breath, resting one-pointedly. one to two minutes of practice here. Finally, take a moment to appreciate how magnificent bodhicitta is, how wondrous the Buddha and this path he taught us. What immense kindness. 
allow yourself to sit in that appreciation. Thank you for all that you do and all that you are. Now please join me in sharing whatever goodness has come from this analytical meditation on why bodhicitta is the noblest motivation. And share that goodness with all beings. May we all give rise to this noblest motivation which is all-inclusive and holds as its aim the utmost benefit for oneself and others. Thank you.